Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. This episode about the essay, 1000 True Fans by Kevin Kelly. Keep listening to find out something a little bit different. Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf. I'm your host, Steph Clark. And as usual, each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books and essays that I've been reading and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is something a little bit different. If you've been following along at home for a little while, you'll know that there's a few books out there that have been a little bit disappointing, mainly because they shouldn't have actually been books. I'm a big believer of the fact that not everything needs to be a book, and sometimes some of the books that I've read that have been eh, not that great could have been really great essays or blog posts. But you know how it is, people get a bit greedy and they think that a book is going to make them millions, and they turn it into a very average or sometimes barely mediocre 250 pages of, well filler mostly which might well surround a really great idea but all the stuff they have to put around it kind of drags it all down now luckily kevin kelly did not do this for a thousand true fans it is an essay it is spoken about a lot in other books on other podcasts you may have heard it spoken about or mentioned so this week i thought i'd do something a little bit different and cover an essay instead of a book and an essay that shouldn't be a book isn't a book and well done kevin kelly you've made it not a book Now, if you're not aware of Kevin Kelly, let me tell you a little bit about him. Kevin Kelly is senior maverick at Wired magazine. He co-founded Wired in 1993 and served as its executive editor for the first seven years. His most recent book is The Inevitable, which is a New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestseller. His other books include the best-selling New Rules for the New Economy, the classic Out of Control, and his summary theory of technology in What Technology Wants. From 1984 to 1990, Kelly was publisher and editor of the Whole Earth Catalogues. He co-founded the Hackers Conference and was involved in the launch of The Well, a pioneering online service started in 1985, way back when. He also founded the popular Cool Tools website in 2003. Links to all of those bits and pieces in the show notes. He's also just a fascinating character. He's also done a couple of TED Talks and things too, so I recommend you go and have a look at his website. He has recently celebrated his birthday and for the last couple of years on his birthday, he's put on his blog, which he updates pretty regularly, unsolicited or a certain number of pieces of unsolicited advice. And this year was 99 pieces of unsolicited advice. There's some good stuff on there. So I recommend heading over to his website. There is a link to that in the show notes or just, you know, Google Kevin Kelly. You know how to look for things up on the internet and you can find out more there. Now, this episode will probably take longer to listen to than reading the essay. It's pretty short, but there's some good punchy information in there. But as is the purpose of this podcast, I am doing the reading so you don't have to. So here we go. Let's go into the three big ideas from the essay, 1000 True Fans or 1000 True Fans by Kevin Kelly. Big idea number one, you don't need millions. And this is the fundamental idea that you don't need millions of fans or dollars to do good work and make a living. You just need a thousand true fans who will pay you, say, $100 a year for your work, which gives you a very good living of $100,000 per annum. Now, these are your super fans. They will follow you, buy your books. Maybe they'll even buy the audiobook and the hardback. They'll come to all your workshops. They'll drive 100 miles to see you perform your music, your poetry, whatever it is that you happen to do. 
Now, it's important to note here that it's easier to reach or sell your existing fans and give them something new or sell them something new than to find new ones. And look, the numbers aren't absolute. There's plenty of examples in the essay where the dollars maybe go up if you can make more than $100 profit from your fans, and then therefore the number of fans go down and vice versa. Also, if you know that you have a very expensive lifestyle and you need $500,000 a year to live on, then you would need to redo the maths and work out those numbers yourself and work out that depending on what it is you're selling. So that's big idea number one, you don't need millions. Big idea number two is go direct. This essay was originally written in 2008, you know, back in the dark ages, before lots of the different social media sites and other websites and tools were available. Kevin has updated the essay relatively recently for some of the things that are now available, which are most relevant probably to this section, which is go direct. Kevin says that you need to hold the relationship directly with your fans. Cut out the middle person of the old models of publishing or stores or labels or whatever it happens to be. This is even easier today and we're seeing this in everything from music distribution to beds if you bought a bed or a mattress through places like Koala for example in Australia who go direct to consumer rather than through retail stores to books with self-publishing and other, other ways of distributing books being available now. Many of the old model with the intermediaries didn't have the richness of audience data and relationships that most creators or many creators do today. You've also got new funding models, for example, Kickstarters. And interestingly, the average Kickstarter campaign gets 241 backers in order to be fully funded and, and move forward, which is a lot less than the thousand true fans. You've also got things like Patreon, which a lot of creators are using. And even more recently, you've got things like NFTs or non-fungible tokens, which are making creators and artists in particular some serious money through the way of distributing the ownership of the artwork, which is, a, again, a whole another layer to this. The internet has also meant that the more obscure needs can be met for both the creator and the consumer and they're matched easier and in a way that wouldn't have been possible even just 20 years ago. So that's big idea number two, go direct. Hold that relationship directly with those fans. There's a little side note actually to that that in the essay Kevin says about if you if you find the idea of holding that relationship directly quite stressful or if it's not for you then maybe you need to actually go to the more old style models because as soon as you start bringing in an assistant, for example, you are probably going to offset some of the benefits that you're having. You're going to need to completely change those numbers of the thousand true fans we talked about in big idea number one. And he said that if it's not you, then the other person's probably still going to do a worse job than you would do, even if they're more experienced in the community management area because they are not you. Anyway, just something to think about though. All right, big idea number three is the magic in the long tail. Now, the last point on big idea number two around more obscure needs being met and the matching between creators and consumers being even easier now brings us to this idea of the long tail. You may have heard this in the sense or in the context of sales numbers for a company or from an aggregator like something like Amazon. You've got the head, which if you imagine the graph of sales between the top selling thing and the least top selling thing or the bottom selling thing. You've got the head at the top, which is the top sellers, and that'll probably be a couple of big chunky lines at the, that go up the side. And then the tail, which is everything else. It comes back to the 80-20 rule. For example, 20% of the products might create 80% of the sales. We often talk in companies or there's often talk in companies around chopping off the tail because maybe the return on that investment isn't quite there. So you might as well put more effort into those top sellers or those top products or whatever it is or services that you sell. However, 
This is where the magic is for creators, as the area of the tail is often the same or greater than what is at the head, but it's just more distributed, which means that there is more to go around and you can spread that area of the top things across a lot more people and those more obscure needs and tastes, for example. It's also worth mentioning that this is not binary. You don't do the thousand true fan thing or not, and that's your only options, but you could have maybe 50% of your work that's funded by the thousand true fans, direct to consumer, and you have that particular relationship. And you might also write a book through a traditional publisher, which bring in, brings in 20% of your income in a year, and then you do other things to make up the difference. And you can mix, mix and match. It's certainly not binary. And Kevin Kelly shares his own examples of this where he has self-published some stuff, but he's also done some books through traditional publishers. And he's also done other things himself and things. his blog, for example, is an example of that and gained some more crowdfunding style for some projects. But then he's also gone through more traditional mediums for other things. So it's not binary. You can mix and match and maybe depending on where you are in your creator journey or in your career will depend on which options you go for. So that's big idea number three, the magic in the long tail. So there we go. Three big ideas from the essay, I almost said book, from the essay, Thousand True Fans by Kevin Kelly. Big idea number one, you don't need millions. Big idea number two, go direct. And big idea number three, the magic in the long tail. There's plenty to think about in this essay packed into probably two pages of A4 if you copied it out. I've put a link to the essay, as I mentioned, in the show notes. If you do want to go and read it for yourself, recommend investing that probably 10 minutes in in doing so if you enjoyed this if it's something you've never heard of before i'd love to hear from you my contact details as usual are in the show notes drop me a note on linkedin or on instagram they're usually the best places to find me and otherwise until next time happy reading